Welcome back to Mind, Heart, Muscle. I'm alone today and I want to talk about confidence. This is a word that comes up all the time in our conversations with clients and with people that we that we work with or help. And earlier in 2020, we had run a coaching course for a small group of really high level coaches. And I mean like the best of the best in the world. We had a few guys from um, the Midwest. We had a few guys from the Northeast in the United States. We had a guy out in the UK and I'm talking, these guys were rock stars at what they do, coaching people, helping people achieve their goals, get out of pain, all that good stuff that we work on and talk about all the time. And our mission was to instill confidence to help them achieve one level up from where they were already at. And they, these are guys that were gym owners. They had been successful, sold gyms, worked uh, all over the place and, and got to work with really um, higher um, level problems. So the idea was, how can we instill confidence in people who are already doing the thing, already really good at what they do? Um, and the reason was, we know that confidence is the hardest thing to learn for uh, people who are just starting out in a job, uh, especially in, in a role where you are serving other people and there's a possibility that one mistake or doing something the wrong way could have adverse effects like hurting people or even worse, losing trust. So we tried to answer these questions over the course of 12 weeks in our coaching course. And I think we did a really great job. We heard good feedback. Um, what helped us um, realize we were on the right path was when we heard from, from these coaches that their confidence has improved. And looking back at the content and the discussions that we have, it's very clear why that improved. And I'm going to talk about that right now. So we're going to start by, by asking, how do we build confidence? What are the steps we can take to start becoming more confident in our abilities or in ourselves or in our jobs, in our relationships and all of these things? How can we be more confident? We can answer that with another question. Where does it come from? So confidence comes from, I've narrowed it down to three things. Number one is going to be your competency. And think about it. The things that you've been doing your whole life, and we, we talk about this thing called your unique abilities, your exceptional skill set, right? The thing that you are most good at and gives you fulfillment. This is the thing you're going to be most confident in. And if you look around and, and kind of write down your day or, or imagine your day-to-day, -day, the things you do habitually, you're going to do with confidence. Simple stuff like you know how to brush your teeth. That's, that's a confidence. You know how to tie your shoes. You're confident in your ability to tie your shoes. You're confident in your abilities, your competencies to drive your car. These are skills that you develop over time 
and you're extremely competent at them. And it's difficult when you start a new job or you start working with a new client or you start in a new project, or you get into a new relationship because there are a lot of unknown factors. So what we do is try to remove the unknown factors by simply diving in and learning as much as possible. That's one thing to build competency and ultimately confidence. And another way is practicing the, the skills that you already have on a regular basis to instill more confidence. And if you think about something that you've approached that was difficult, where you maybe didn't feel as confident as you would doing something easy, before doing that thing, you can start by simply doing a, something easier, right? And we see this in, in weightlifting, where you hit a few reps or you'll do wor warm-up sets um, with lower weight, with a shorter range of motion, because you do have competency there. And it'll help boost your confidence when you get to go up against a heavier weight or something you're unsure of. So starting by looking at what your skill set is and how you can utilize that to set you up for success on the unknown. That helps to alleviate the pressure of uncertainty. And another way is by um, identifying what you're missing. What are the... The, the aspects of this thing you have to do that you're less confident in that you need to improve on and then take the steps to improve on that. If it's coaching, there's aspects to coaching like communication skills, like relationship building, the actual technical skills to it, knowing what it is that you have to teach and, and uh, work on, right? The more you know, the better you'll be able to communicate it and the more confident you'll feel. That's all about being competent in your abilities. The second place that confidence comes from is self-awareness. This is knowing where you're at. And, and a lot of people have a difficult time kind of picking out where it is they're at on the scale or on the continuum of their competency. And, and a lot of that has to do with um, uncertainty. A lot of it also has to do with ego, where you're unwilling to admit that you've, you've fallen short, where you fail to see your, your, your shortcomings or the, the setbacks that got in your way. And I was having a, a chat um, with someone about this earlier. We had just read the same book called The Stoic Challenge. And John, if you're listening to this, I'm just referencing our conversation from earlier today, where you said that there was a, um, you know, some people who, see if I can remember what he said, some people who encounter a setback and are unaware of whether or not it was on them because they lack the skill set or they, they messed up and are ignorant of it they're still going to be confident. But those who are aware of their shortcomings and do nothing about it, they will have less confidence. On the other side of that, those who are aware of their shortcomings, how they went, where they went wrong, how they could have overcome this and do their best to overcome that problem, they will have way more confidence because the next time 
you'll likely encounter the same setback or problem and be able to handle it better. Imagine your entire day is ruined because of a car accident, right? This happens when you're younger. You get frustrated. You get mad. Or you get into a, a, a bad mood. And that can last. But you're going to be hyper aware next time you drive. And likely you won't get into a car accident for quite a while. Hopefully never again. Some people, though, might get into a car accident, let it anger them, let it rip them apart, and then do the same thing the next day. Now, that's an extreme case, but I hope you can see the, the relationship here between setbacks that are common in your life or your day and a car accident, right? Some things just are natural obstacles that get in your way. They occur all the time, and you can choose to be self-aware and um, understand where you are at fault and what you can improve on and then go and improve on it. That's going to help you build your, your confidence. On the other side, if you are aware of your, your um, shortcomings and you do nothing, your confidence will be lower and be on the downfall. Lastly, the, the place that confidence come from is Real simple, guys. It's action. It's getting up and doing the thing. There is no self-esteem or confidence that comes from sitting on your ass doing absolutely nothing. Someone who's, who is, let's say, overweight and has been through a lot of trauma in their life might spend their days wondering what it's like to be healthy and fit and feel good about themselves again. And then they'll do nothing about it. Instead, they'll sit down, they'll watch TV, they'll eat junk food and say, maybe someday I'll kind of try to lose a couple of pounds, right? But they're not going to do it. So how do we overcome that? One, change the language. And we learned a lot from our episode with Mark England. We'll be learning a lot more from him about how the words that you use and, and the story you tell yourself will actually spark and ignite a flame to keep you or get you moving and build your confidence. So if you're saying things like, maybe I'll kind of try to lose some weight sometime, <laughs> you're, you're going to stay fat and you're going to stay unhealthy and you're going to be um, you're not going to have confidence and, and have low self-esteem and it's going to be worse for you in the long run. So instead you're sitting on the couch and you say, damn it, I'm done with this. I'm going to get up now. I'm going to get a notebook. I'm going to write down my schedule. I'm going to write down when I can work out. Hey, it's tomorrow at 7 a.m. Oh, I have to wake up an hour early. I'm going to do that. I'm going to get my workout in and then I'm going to eat some clean food for breakfast. I'm going to talk to my spouse and I'm going to feel good. And just by actually following through and doing those things, I bet you're going to feel really good about yourself. You're going to feel on top of the world like you're actually achieving something instead of going backwards. The hardest part is starting. You just have to do it. And even though you are not going to see immediate results in weight loss 
possibly even your mental health because you'll have more setbacks, you will see that your confidence is now higher. Action breeds confidence. Competency breeds confidence and self-awareness breeds confidence. So these three things, competency, self-awareness, and action are going to give you the confidence you need to get out there, crush your goals, do what you say you're going to do, and have a really fucking great life. And I hope you can weigh in on this if you guys have any thoughts on confidence building. Um, We are looking to help people who are in trouble here. We are looking to help people build their confidence and it might take a little more than listening to a podcast. So if that's you, shoot us a DM on Instagram, mind.heart.muscle. Thank you.